time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast, and we've got a great show on the way for you today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. You know him by now as the registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. He's got an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road, and you're always online at greensbororetirement.com. You can listen to past episodes of the show on the website. You can also tap into other great information. You can even subscribe to the program on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the like, all sorts of different other podcast apps there on greensbororetirement.com. Just look for the links. On today's show, Glenn, we're going to talk about life expectancy. You know, I think it's obviously a great thing that people are living longer and longer, but how can you be sure that your retirement plan is built to last as long as you do? That's the important question to ask here. And I want to discuss a little bit on today's show the impact of a longer life expectancy. But Glenn, this is kind of a weird concept for some people because, you know, at least from a financial standpoint, uh, you're left sort of scratching your head a little bit on the regular question, you know, like what's the downside of living a long life? Well, the answer lies in that financial perspective. Right. I mean, exactly, Walter. It's kind of a weird question, right? You know, I mean, what is the downside of living longer? Well, I mean, as long as you have your health, I mean, obviously, you, want, you know, most people would want to live as long as they possibly can if they have their health and if they have the financial resources, right? The challenge is that most people have a kind of an underlying question of is, you know, do I have enough money? Uh, you know, will it last through my lifetime? You know, will I outlive my money, right? And that's really one of the key questions that we have to look at in terms of when we're doing income planning and planning for retirement and, you know, living all the way through retirement. So, you know, we look at, you know, what are the resources that you have? You know, we look at Social Security and your retirement accounts. And, you know, we got to position things a little differently than you did when you're in your accumulation years. It's not all about growth necessarily. It's about making it last. And it's about, you know, preservation and distribution and making sure that you're, you're able to, to maximize, you know, how long your money can last, you know, rather than just pure rate of return. You know, it, it's a different conversation and it's a different thought process as to, you know, how do we do that? And there's a variety of different strategies. And of course, you know, we're going to employ some of those strategies you know, if folks come in and they have a certain set of circumstances, but, you know, other folks are going to have a different set of circumstances and we're going to use different strategies. But, you know, it's all about, you know, making sure that it lasts and we take into account because the odds are that most people are going to live, you know, into their 80s, you know, and possibly even into their 90s, you know, if, if they're, you know, in good health and whatnot. And of course, you know, today with medicine as it is, more people are living longer and longer. And so we want to just make sure that the money lasts as long as well, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the conversation there is just a very simple math equation of you live X amount of years, how can you make the money last that long? But when we don't even know the first part of that formula, it certainly makes it a lot harder. How do you keep from outliving your money if you indeed go into your 90s or even beyond, even to 100 and more? I mean, more and more people are making it to that 100-year mark. Right. Well, you know, and it's interesting, Walter, because in years gone by, right, it was not as much of a question for two reasons. Number one is that, you know, you go back a generation, well, people didn't live as long, right? But at the same time, they didn't live as long. But even if they did, you know, an awful lot of folks had Social Security and a pension, right? And that pension was, you know, going to come for how long? Obviously, for the rest of their life. So they knew that that was going to be there, you know, no matter what. 
And so in today's world, you know, fewer and fewer people have pensions. And so more and more folks have had to save for their own retirement. And in essence, their IRAs and their 401ks and their retirement type of accounts that they've been putting money into, they've got to now determine how are we going to make that into our own personal pension, so to speak. Right. When we're looking at, you know, well, how do we position the money? Obviously, we have, you know, we have to think in terms of risk tolerance and making sure that, you know, we don't have, you know, wide swings, particularly in money that we're going to need, you know, to access, you know, in the near term for income. But we want to look and see, is there an income gap? And what I mean by that is that, you know, if you take your Social Security and if you've got a pension, possibly, and then you say, okay, well, what's my lifestyle and how much income do I need to have? Does your Social Security and maybe if you have a pension, does that cover your income needs? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. And then if you've got additional resources there, you say, okay, well, there's this gap of X number of dollars, you know, and we want to we want to make sure that we're taking inflation into account. You know, how are we going to cover that? You know, we might look to the insurance world to say, you know, hey, we might want to see if we can create an income stream with a portion of money to cover that. Obviously, it becomes a bigger conversation if you don't have a pension, right? Because if you don't have a pension, then that means that any kind of an income stream beyond Social Security is going to come from from what you've saved and done, you know, you know, and some people have rental properties and things like that. And that's going to go into the mix. But more more people don't have rental properties. And more often than not, it is Social Security. And then there's this big bucket of money that I've saved for retirement. And how do I make it last? And so we go through that same process as well. Is there an income gap? If so, how much? You know, when are you going to need to have this much income versus and that much income? Do you have some expenses that are going to go away over time? One of the biggest things that comes into thought there is, you know, are you going to have a mortgage that gets paid off? That changes the cash flow dynamics. You know, what about your, you know, your health coverage and whatnot? There's a variety of things that are there that are going to be expenses. And we have to do that analysis as to how much is coming in, how much is going out. You know, is there a gap there? You know, and then we start thinking about, well, how are we going to cover that gap? Do we want that gap to be covered? You know, do we want to know that we have predictable income for life? You know, and if so, then maybe we look at saying, okay, well, we, we want to take a portion of money and carve that out and say, okay, that's this particular amount of money is going to help us cover that. And so then we look at and positioning the rest of the money in different ways. And like I say, there's going to be different strategies out there depending upon whether or not there's a gap or if there is a gap, how much of a gap is there? And so that's kind of the analysis that we go through, Walter, to determine how do we make that money last and go through time for you. Well, I guess there's another big part of this question, Glenn, in this conversation is about, you know, it's not just about making your money last as long as you do, because, okay, yeah, sure, have a take a penny a day. We can make that last for a pretty long time, no matter how much money you have <laughs> saved for retirement. Kind of the more complicated or the more sophisticated way to approach this conversation is not only how do we make our money last as long as we do, but how can we maintain our lifestyle for as long as we live? Well, we have things like inflation eating away at our buying power. You kind of touched on that a little bit, but that's sort right. of the more, I guess, sophisticated part of the conversation. Well, that's right, Walter. That's why I say we, we have to do that kind of that income gap analysis. Are you going to have enough being generated from your streams of income? You know, and then so we deal with that. Obviously, then we want to plug in. Do we have a strategy that's going to allow us to have increasing income over time 
to be able to take on, you know, that most likely scenario of having inflation going forward, right? Because, you know, we, we all know that a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow because of the erosion to those dollars that inflation, you know, has to that in the future. We look at that and we say, okay, well, what are we going to do? You know, so we start thinking about, okay, do we have a way of having a positioning some money that it can have increasing income over time? The answer to that is, yeah, there, there are some financial products that will help us, you know, cover that. There's other situations where we position some money that we know that it's okay, this is going to create this much income for this period of time. Well, then we position some other income that's, or other money that's going to be another income stream that's going to kick in a few years later. There's a variety of different strategies that are there, but obviously it's a whole lot different in terms of thinking about income planning and those types of strategies versus when you're in your working years and you're in your accumulation years where you're just putting the money aside to save for retirement and you're trying to grow that money as much as you can, you can kind of see that there's a difference in terms of, well, there's a preservation and a distribution phase to that, you know, and how do we make it last? And it's like we're, we're having to create paychecks out of the money that we've saved and how's the most efficient way to do that. We go through a, you know, a process of analysis. What are your needs? You know, what are your concerns? What's your comfort level with positioning your money this way versus that way? And you know, more often than not, we come up with different pieces of the puzzle that we put together to create that long-term plan that we know, hey, this is going to last and we know that this kind of income can be created. And that's a lot of what we do. And we work to try to you know, make as much beyond that if we can. Most people want to leave a legacy. And so we, we want to try to factor that into the equation too. You know, is it possible that you can leave additional monies beyond that? And obviously it depends upon the different things that might happen in life in terms of how much income are you going to need? Or are you going to have health issues and a variety of different things? But we always look at that whole big picture. That's why it takes a little, a few meetings to, <laughs> to figure it all out and determine, you know, what's going to be our, the basis of our plan. And then of course, we're going to revisit that from time to time, you know, to make sure that everything is still on track because, you know, life happens and, and situations sometimes change and sometimes we have to make adjustments. But it's really, that's what we do. And that's really a, a kind of a little bit of an insight as to what we do and how we do. Yeah. I think when we have this life expectancy conversation as well, Glenn, there's one other thing we need to throw into the mix and make sure that it's at least highlighted because we maybe in the past would have just lumped this into the general inflation conversation. But now that healthcare costs are in an environment where those expenses are increasing at a rate even faster than inflation, it kind of deserves a category all on its own. How much attention and detail and concern do you give to future healthcare costs when putting together a plan and kind of taking into this account of, you know, longer life expectancy? Because we may live longer, but that means we may just live longer lives, you know, falling apart, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that can be the case. Obviously, that's not, we, we hope that it's better than that. But you got to come into thinking about, well, what kind of health care coverage are you going to have? Obviously, when most folks, you know, reach 65, you know, they're going to be transitioning onto Medicare, right? And then you have to start thinking about, well, what kind of plans are there in place to supplement Medicare? Because, you know, Medicare doesn't cover everything, right? It, it covers, you know, roughly 80% of the bills that are there, but there's a gap. Right. And that's where Medicare supplements come into play, Medicare Advantage plans and different folks are going to need different things. They're, they're obviously we talked about their finances are going to be different. Their health concerns might be different. You might have somebody who has a variety of things that, they, that they're concerned about. 
maybe there's some prescription drugs. We have to think about, you know, well, what plan is going to help cover those the best versus, you know, somebody who is doesn't have as many you know, health concerns. They, you know, they're just saying, okay, I, I want to make sure that you know, I'm covered if something major happens, but I'm pretty healthy and things are going along well. You don't want to just assume that everything's going to stay that way. But at the same time, you've got to look at what types of policies are you going to put into place to, you know, supplement and help you, you know, coordinate, you know, with Medicare to make sure that you're covered there. And then beyond that, when it goes outside of just the normal, you know, hey, I got sick or I had to go to the hospital, I had to have this operation. Those are things that can happen and do happen. But then you go beyond that and then you start thinking about long-term care. And long-term care is like a blend of medical issues, but also just, you know, in terms of help and, and assistance in daily living. Right. And so we start thinking about how that is different than just healthcare coverage and having that long term care coverage. We've talked about long term care, you know, in, in past, you know, podcasts and, and whatnot, but it plays into what you're going to need in terms of health care and overall just, you know, making sure that you have the care that you need later on in life. And so those things all play into it. And that becomes part of that planning process, too. And when we're looking at the biggest risks that we need to to address. Well, Glenn, if somebody needs help making sure that their money, their lifestyle can be maintained throughout their retirement, because we realize that this isn't just a, you know, get to the destination of retirement and you're done. It's a get through retirement and maybe even considerations beyond that for the next generation. This is a big deal and a big conversation. I know that it requires more than just, you know, kind of typing some numbers into a retirement calculator. How long is your planning process usually for folks who come through the door? I mean, is this a couple of appointments to, you know, get through this equation as, you know, many months or even years of a relationship and adjustments? I mean, what's what's really the investment and the level of seriousness somebody should take if they really want their money to last as long as they do? Right. Well, basically, you know, when you have to think in terms of, yeah, I mean, we're going to start off, it's going to be at least two to three meetings at the beginning to kind of set a, fa- a little bit of a foundation, right? And depending upon the complexity of your finances, you know, it, it can go beyond that in terms of the initial setup of, you know, of putting a plan together. I'm not really concerned about how many meetings it takes. I'm more concerned about, you know, making sure that we get it right and we address all the issues that are there. And then once we kind of have a plan in place, then through time, you know, we're going to always check back in and make sure, hey, you know, how are things working? Are, you know, is everything going okay? Has anything changed, you know, health-wise or financially, you know, you know, or are things basically the same as they have been. You know, we want to constantly be checking back in. You know, I say constantly, and not meaning that we're like, you know, every week or something like that, but, you know, on a regular basis, you know, and to make sure that, you know, everything is um, going along to plan. And then if something changes, then we, then we build enough flexibility within the plan that we can make those adjustments. And so, yeah, I mean, it's going to go through time. There's a whole lot more time, you know, involved, you know, early on than later on because we want to build that foundational plan that we know that is sound and will last. But we also, like I say, you're going to have some flexibility built in because, you know, life happens, right? And things, things sometimes change. And so there's always going to be adjustments along the way that we, you know, we need to address and so forth. So it's certainly a commitment, uh, you know, for folks, but I mean, it is your life, right? And the interesting thing is that most people think, well, I'm just going to retire and everything is going to be great. And the reality is that, you know, I mean, that hopefully that's our goal, 
but nobody's ever retired before they do it for the first time and that's something that you just do right so you want to make sure that you're going into it with your eyes wide open and understanding all the different implications of of your finances and the different risks that you face that you didn't face before when you were in your working or accumulation years because there's a lot to unpack there and there's a lot of questions to answer and really uh, taking that on in a holistic manner where you're looking at all the different risks, the income planning, the legacy planning, the healthcare planning, long-term care, inflation, all of those things. That's a lot to unpack and that's a lot to plan for. Really, you, you don't want to just walk into that you know, blindly without having a plan. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take off on a, on a trip across the country without having a GPS or a map. And obviously, you don't want to go into retirement without kind of knowing how the plan is going to be designed and to feel confident that it can guide you through and all the way through the rest of your life. Well, if you have questions about some of the things we've talked about on today's program, do you have some question marks surrounding your financial plan still? Great idea to get a review of your situation and of your financial plan. And you can get that done by a couple of different ways. You can call and schedule a time to chat with Glenn, whether that be over the phone or come in in person to the office in Rears Chapel Road there in Greensboro. 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535. You can also go online to greensbororetirement.com. Schedule your time to meet there. That's greensbororetirement.com. Click free consultation at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to meet there from your smartphone or computer. Glenn, life expectancy, big thing in the financial world to talk about. Important conversation as well. One that I'm glad we addressed on today's show. Thank you for your time and efforts, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. (laughs) 